Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, Seth Lee. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Happy Main Day. What? Uh, it's uh, well, not only is it the Ides of March, it is Main. It si- is the tw- Ides of March. Tw- do, 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 do. Guess what? Wow. I had I had uh, Caesar chicken Caesar salad for dinner tonight. Does that have to do with anything? Because Caesar was stabbed on the Ides of March. Oh Jesus! It's also Maine's birthday. Maine turned to two hundred and two today. Yeah, let me know. It reaches two hundred seven. Hey, well, that'll be in five years. Area codes. It'll be it'll be for our six hundredth and final show. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm always curious how the show is going to end. I feel like one day you're just going to be like, I just don't want to do it anymore. I'll go, all right. I mean, I've had days I felt that way. I'm like, I really don't have the energy for a podcast. But I keep it going because ultimately the goal is to maybe make some money off this someday. Well, us. I know that you've already <laughs> oh, yeah. pocketed I, I, some coin. I, I'm, I'm rolling in it. You're right. Well, I'm, I mean, I ever since my free mac and cheese meals have gone to the wayside, I figured that we weren't really matching the bottom line anymore. <laughs> So, so, Budget cuts had to be made, and it started with the Annie's mac and cheese. I watched a thing this week, but did I? I don't really know if I did. Oh, I don't remember. All right, phone smacked <laughs> out of the hand so early in the show. That means we can get going, baby. <laughs> I'll do it again. I swear to God. I got to answer this text. I'm listening. There's usually where you drone on about something you watch, and I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know if I watched anything. I definitely started watching the second episode of Showtime and fell asleep. Whatever it's called, Winning Time and fell asleep. Showtime. That's like the TV channel you used to try and watch as a kid when it was fuzzy on your TV. And you're like, oh, look, a nipple. Oh, I remember fuzzy porn. Skinamax. <laughs> Don't you worry. I am not. I actually listened back to the other show from our 301st as I was dri- driving back from Portland the other night. I'm still compiling my thoughts. I feel like I can, I can be better. I feel like you could be, too. I feel like you could be better, too. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of things that could be better about our show upon a listen back. <laughs> oh, it's just two clowns. That's funny, because that's what it was tagged as. Just t- t- clown podcasts were the first one. <laughs> two polyachis. What's a polyachi? I'm, I'm stealing it from Washburn. And also, I think Seinfeld? The famous clown polyachi, like, clown goes to the doctor, and he's like, doctor, I'm depressed. He's like, oh, good for you. Um, the great clown polyachi is in town this weekend. But it's like, but doctor, I am polyachi. Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, I recognize that adage. Was that in Seinfeld? I don't remember. I was just thinking that you were, uh, you were saying that the clown and all the clown jokes, his name was Pagliacci. Is that the same clown that told the kid to go, he was a horse's ass? Was that that clown's name? No, that was uh, a different clown. Okay, but, there's a lot of clowns. But thank you for that very specific reference, knowing what you and I will get. Pagliacci is the name of the clown. Pagliacci the clown. There's a hunchback. Bitch, you... I'm Googling it right my- now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, move on. We're just, you know, you've ruined the segment. So we're going to dive straight into the news. He looks like a surly dude. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Miss Marvel had a trailer drop today. See why he's depressed. Yes, he's a sad clown. First Miss Marvel trailer. The notable things are they are ignoring her inhuman background and just having her find a cosmic thing which i i mean yeah i saw the inhuman show and no one wants to acknowledge that that was a thing that never happened it was bad yeah. it was real bad so like yeah uh it's cosmic stuff and i guess she can walk on air sure walk on air she can she has these magical gauntlets yeah and uh the internet is like i feel like that 
she's not getting to use her powers where she is embiggened. Enlarged? No, embiggened. That's the term that is used. Oh, okay. Where she's able to stretch and like make big fists and stuff, but they're like, it's too much like Mr. Fantastic. And to that I say, yeah, you're probably right, the internet. But there is like a scene where she punches somebody with a big fist. But it's with like cosmic energy, so it's not just like her. Oh, so like like the Green Lantern. Yeah, so she's not just all stretchy. I didn't find anything in here that I'm really that interested in, but I'm going to turn that into a positive. Okay. 98% of media is aimed at our demographic. We are white, you know, 18 to 50 somethings. We're in the target demo. Yeah. And I looked at this, I'm like, it's not really aimed at me. And that's a positive. That's a good thing. Like, let, especially with as big of an umbrella as Marvel has, let let them appeal to different demographics. I'm going to watch it because I've watched all this stuff, but it's not aimed at me. And yeah, that's fine. Do you think we get some Brie Larson in this? I, I bet we do. I, I don't think it's going to be until like the last episode, but I bet we do get. Who is, who is it standing with her at the end of the trailer where she says, I'm a superhero and runs off? Uh, I don't know. I watched it once and didn't digest it that much. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's a teen girl thing. It's a outsider thing. It's a minority thing. It's Jersey, so that's fucking me all the way. Yeah, you are a big Jersey guy. I do love Jersey. You do love you some Garden State. (laughs) But it's it's not aimed at me, and that's fine. And I actually kind of like that we are getting, you know, Marvel is like indisputably the biggest franchise of all time, and it's yeah appeal to a demographic that isn't me that's all i think that's a very positive thing spread it around i'm I'm also gonna watch it like front to back but yes yeah totally just do it i yeah the the in the fact that they're ignoring the inhuman stuff and also not doing her uh altering the powers to make it so reed richards can come in yeah i see all that stuff and i get any criticism around like that but whatever it doesn't matter but there's like, also like marvel doesn't do anything without purpose nothing is by accident so it's got to tie into the bigger frame of things is this how they maybe start to tease the introduction of the fantastic four i mean i'm not you know a high school girl let there be a high school girl show go for it i have like it's fine if it's not for me it's fine if i'm not the target demo which i am and 98% but of again, things that, that come out. doesn't fully answer my question because, again, Marvel never does anything on accident. Everything fits into the bigger puzzle. Is this a doorway to start teasing and opening up the Fantastic Four stuff? No, but we do have a doorway to other stuff in Marvel. That yes. announced this week. Okay. I'm using that as my transition. There you go. I set you up. See, we're already improving. <laughs> Werewolf by Night. That's the usually, Halloween special that's coming out. It's usually when werewolves come out by night. I know. It, it's a cool sounding title. What do you think about it? You're like, yeah, that's kind of the lore. But what about when the full moon happens during the day? What happens to a werewolf then? Well, that doesn't really happen. The full moon can come out in the day. I mean, it can, but it's just reflected sunlight. So, you know, think about that. No, but you're seeing the moon in the daytime. I know. Still reflected sunlight. So oh, that's a good point. So is really the werewolf just the sun? Is it the act of night? Is the werewolf by daylight savings? Did you see the bill that got passed today? No. So there's a bill, unanimous consent in the Senate, they 100 to zero, to make daylight savings permanent. As in, we're always going to do this? No, like as in, we're never going to change our clocks again. We'll be on daylight savings time the whole year. Yeah. So sign, you're signing up for 8 a.m. sunrises here in Maine in the middle of winter. I'm for it because I woke up. I mean, my alarm goes off at 5:40. I woke up today at 4:40. I was like fuck well this. no the time change i'm i don't like i don't know if we're this oh so it's the mythos of like oh we're gaining an hour of sunlight you're not gaining an hour of sunlight the sun is in the sky the same amount of time you're just adjusting 
when the work yeah, day occurs. Well, for farmers, and I don't care about them farmers. Well, I, the, I know that I see those like bumper stickers like no no farms, no beer. I'm like, yeah, fucking get up earlier or later, farmers. Work around my schedule. Wow, the people we just lost all of our Heartland listeners. Yeah, fuck them. The bread basket. but no, like my speaking of daylight savings, wouldn't it be better just be on standard time? I mean, you'd wake up in the winter. And you'd be getting up at, you know, the, the okay. sun would be kind of coming Werewolf out. by night. Is, no one gives a shit about this. Werewolf, the werewolves count. They, they, <laughs> they care because it affects when nighttime happens for them. Werewolf by night is coming out. It's going to be directed by Michael Giacchino. 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 Italian thing. Pagnucci the clown? Pagliacci. Whatever. What's weird about this, if you recognize the name Michael Giacchino, he is, let's put this in modern terms, probably the most modern film composer that is currently working this will not be his first directorial thing but it's like he hasn't done a ton but i'm like sure why not i he's a fantastic composer like really he is really kind of like the modern day kind of guy like i mean you have like the old guard of like you know john williams and danny elfman and michael giacchino i think is kind of their modern contemporary i guess would be the way to put it but it's like he's gonna be directing i'm like is he Sure, why not? I guess. I mean, he's creative as all hell, so sure, give him a... Is he also going to do the score? I would imagine. It'd almost be weird if he didn't. I mean, maybe he'll be too busy, but who knows? But also Werewolf by Night. Blade is going to be in that bad boy. All right. Wesley Snipes, baby. No. It's, oh. Uh, why did you do that to me? Oh, God. What's his name? Who the new Blade is? Yeah. Uh, Mahershal Ali. There we go. I got it. Okay. I got it. I don't need your phone. <laughs> I got it. I moved it back. I got it out of the way. Yeah, Mahersha Ali will be making his uh, Blade second premiere because he had a voice premiere in The Eternals. He'll be making his first appearance in the Werewolf by Night uh, Halloween special. Really? Why not? He's going to look exactly like that villain from Luke Cage, but, you know, he's there. He was in Luke Cage. He was very good in it. Uh, I watched a very limited bit of Luke Cage. I know. It's fine. Okay. I believe you. (laughs) You sang its praises. I'm saying it's fi- it's it's not wonderful, it's not great, but I mean he's in there and serviceable. Yeah, fine show. Yeah, they'll be we'll be meeting Blade for the first time. What else happened this week? Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan. We learned. Sorry, it was actually Kenobi. Oh, I... Never mind. Hello right. there. Heard you got a text. Do you want to try and read it? No, I'm gonna. I'm interested in Obi Wan. No, no. Try and read that text. No, I'm not gonna try and why, read why, that. Why don't you just pull that phone up in front of your face? There. <laughs> <laughs> fully outside of the I'm a they have adapted. <laughs> the Borg have adapted, sir. What was I on? Uh, Kenobi. Kenobi. Well, apparently the reason that this movie went back for uh rewrites were for a couple of reasons. One to write out to write out uh Darth Maul. Well well he'll... see, I did my homework this week. Said it was gonna be better. There were things leading up to that that I was getting to. Oh, okay, sorry. One, too dark. Two, too similar to the Mandalorian. Okay. Three Maybe that weird Instagram post where uh, Ray Park posted a blowjob photo. Remember that? Oh, I tried very hard to forget it. But now that you've said it, thanks for bringing that back. I'm sure that wasn't the actual reason, but just weird thing that happened on his Instagram. I mean. Here's my wiener. It happens. It's not supposed to post it on Instagram. Yeah, shouldn't. (laughs) Bad place to put it, especially if you're famous. Exactly. But yeah, so apparently Darth- Was he painted up like Darth Maul? Would that have made it more awkward for you? Did it have little horns around it? It would have been confusing. <laughs> the ultimate cosplay. But yeah, so apparently Darth Maul was originally in this, but now that role was totally excised. 
I wonder if he got paid for it. That's what I'm curious about. Because there's stuff like a, one of the, like the Wayne's brothers was supposed to be a Robin in Batman Forever, and then they totally cut it. But it was still like the biggest paycheck of whichever Wayne's was in there. Good for him. Yeah. So I'm curious if he got paid or not. But also, I feel like the Darth Maul story. As I, I have not seen it, we watched the clip. We talked about it, but of like Darth Maul getting pil- killed by Obi Wan, where he just it's yes. like this this one swipe where they just kind of like stare each other down. He does this one like swipe kill. And Rebels was really cool, but it almost feels like, ah, that would have been cooler in live action. Not that they would have known at the time, though. No. Like, those things were so far apart, but it's kind of a bummer that we're not going to see that. But I still stand by Qui-Gon definitely happening. Oh, yeah. There's going to be Qui-Gon. Now, the question is with Anakin, is it going to be like flashbacks with Anakin? Is it going to be Blue Forcey? Well, it would be Blue Force Ghost Ghost Anakin. I think we're going to get multiple Anakin. I think we're going to get flashback Anakin. I also feel like we're going to get, they're going to knock his helmet off. Ooh. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. I think, we're gonna, I think we're gonna get both flavors. Interesting. That I mean, why not? Yeah, but can Obi Wan really fight Darth Vader again? Because it in the movie, it's like when I last saw you. Like it's a vague enough line. It's like you were the so. like you were the master. Now I am gonna. Uh, you were the, I was the learner. You were the master, and so on and so forth. It's vague enough that I I can roll with it. However, they want to present it. And I'm sure that they weren't like. Did they ever mention this in conversation? I'm sure they thought about it. That movie's coming up on 50 years old. It's like five years. It's like 45 years old, I think, this year. It was like yeah. 77, right? Yeah, it was 77. So yeah, yeah, this May, it'll be 45 years old. Good flick. It's a great flick. Should check it out sometime. Yeah. I'd love to find an original, ver- like the non-enhanced version. Well, you get on the internet. Good for the internet. Sean Levy, director of Free Guy and whatever this most recent thing that Ryan Rolls has on Netflix... Oh, well, um, the Adam Project is that? I it? heard it was good. Eh, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> All right, there you go. No, I'm just not. Like, it's nothing against it. I'm sure it's fine. Just no, I heard it was good. Yeah, he will be directing Deadpool three with, with the original writers coming back. There was a different writing team on there. Uh, I guess they're out. I'm sure they'll get uh, some screen credit just based on guild rules. But hey, old writers are in. New director is in. We're locked and loaded. I would love for them to do another opening sequence like they did with like a Celine Dion song, like in James Bond fashion. Well, I'm I'm fine with Deadpool coming back. It's almost like I'm in Patrick Stewart coming back. I'm like, can we just let this X Men franchise die? It what we've talked. It's not good. It's not a good franchise. It has more bad than good. I love Patrick Stewart. I do too. We're gonna talk about it in like five minutes. It's true. We are. But uh, it's almost one of those. I'm just like, oh god, I'm so ready to move on from this shitty franchise. <sighs> Yeah, but again, we talked about multiverse, so it could be... It could be, yes, a slightly different version or something. But, I mean, Sp- Spider-Man has... Even though Tobey Maguire is supposed to be generally unlikable in real life, I at least like the characters in there, but there's so many, like, X-Men characters. I'm like, I don't... You have so little screen time, I don't care about you. All right. Whatever. Chris Pine, star of Star Trek Four, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. He said that he is waiting on a script. To- have you seen that he's rocking a massive beard these days? Is he? Oh, yeah. I am also rocking a massive beard and massive hair. Uh, not your beard is not as massive as my beard. No, but not. your hair is much more massive than my hair. Yeah, I'm waiting until I go to Hawaii to get it cut. I made that decision like six months ago, and every yeah. day I just look at my head. I'm like, your hair is insane. Why? I mean, you can get it cut before then. Well, then it'd be like two haircuts in a month. I'm not doing that. I got to wait like the three weeks at this point. It's I mean, gone, it's it's gone wild. It's hideous. <laughs> it is hair gone wild. It's hideous. I think you should do a Patreon if somebody gives you in the month of in in the before the end of the mo- month of uh, before the end of the month of March. 
If somebody Patreons you like 25 bucks, would you support a mullet for a week? No. It's mullet March. No, it's not. You, what would be your call, what would be the price to get you to do a mullet for a week? I don't know. I guess I'd have to be in fifth grade again. There, you mean to tell me that there's no amount of money that someone would pay to get you? There's no. I would do anything for any sum of money. Like if it's large enough, I'll do it. So, but put a price out there. I'm going away in like less than a month. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to have this forever, but what's the next news story? You're oh. afraid that somebody would actually pony up the money. No, they would. Oh, so yeah, so uh, Chris Pine has not seen the script, and apparently he was texting the rest of the cast. And they're like, "Did you know we were doing this?" And they're like, "No." So you know, high confidence in Star Trek Four. Warner Brothers has pushed back many a movie by a lot. They pushed back Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman Two. All pushed back by like six ish months. What are you doing? Uh, it's a picture, actually. It, it's relevant. It's uh, Chris Pine is bushy beard and Zachary Quinto walking together. Perhaps they're talking Star Trek. That's a solid beard. It is a very good beard. Mildly shocked you gave my phone back to me. <laughs> Just to smack it again. Yeah. What, what what's happening with Warner Brothers? Why are they pushing back all of their movies, all their temple movies that we've clearly seen, including their own current movie with the Batman, that you can release temple movies and they'll make money. I don't know. I'm not an executive at Warner Brothers. The Flash has gone through like year. That movie was announced in 2014. It's been pushed back like another six months. What is happening? I don't know. Black Adam was announced in 2007. Pushed back. Aquaman 2. Pushed pushed back. back. Shazam. Pushed forward. But why? Yeah, I don't. I truly have no idea. It's so weird and bad. Oh, hey, She-Hulk was uh, revealed this week. Yes. I didn't tell you this. You can look it up if you want. Just look up uh, Google search because you're on your phone again. Well, I'm looking up She-Hulk. No, like you're you not. told me to. Look up She-Hulk cup. What? Yeah, She-Hulk was revealed on a cup. Like a like an athletic cup? What do you mean by athletic cup? Do you mean a bra? No. it's not a bra. Is this? It's a cup. Is this what we're talking about? No, it's not that. What the fuck it's is that? She-Hulk on a cup. Look, She-Hulk on a cup. Oh, my God. How did you Google this so badly? I... I Look, I googled She-Hulk cup. Oh, I think I found it. Is this it? That's the Hulk <laughs> pooping. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a Jennifer Walters. Mug, let's try a mug. Disney Plus. There, it's this. It's just this. There, was... are you happy? There uh, she is. She's okay. on a cup. There you go. Well, is that her as well? Yes, that's the same thing. All right. Thank God See? you moved on from an image of the Hulk pooping I'm to finding that... the image I I'm want. I'm surprised he fit on a normal toilet. She looks green. You've ruined the segment. I'm also wondering if what Hulk is doing on the toilet looks green. Oh my god! What I was thinking so far, like that whatever like it's been going on for years and years at this point, but like that merch is always the thing that spoils a reveal. True. Think about like old movies and, and um, Happy Meal toys. Yeah, give me a specific example. Like stuff from Batman Forever. Mm. <laughs> Great. If you want to find what the She-Hulk design looks like, she's on a cup. You also might find a Hulk pooping image. Apparently, yeah, it's true. It's some art. I'm gonna. I know you, you love art. I know what I'm gonna get for you. An NFT? No, no, no. I'm just gonna buy a print of it and frame it and hang it in your house when so, you don't know. So cheaper than an NFT? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I can afford an NFT? Uh, last bit of news: Star Trek: Brave New Worlds got its first teaser trailer. Captain Pike, a man who will end up in a box, is sad and riding a horse. <laughs> way to way to just say he's gonna die up front. He doesn't die. He's just in a box. He's like, bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop. I live in this box with lights. Well, he d- he dies in the reboot of Star Trek. Yeah, he does. But in regular Star Trek, I don't think he ever dies. I think he's just in a box. 
I don't know how much of the original series. It's a you've pike seen. in a box. How much of the original series have you seen? Uh, I've seen the um, pilot. I've seen like the major episodes. Okay, I'm. I'm not. This. This isn't a gotcha. It was just no. a legitimate question. No. It's yeah. The pilot, which is weird. Uh, Some of it's fine. Some of it's bad. Yeah. It's kind of my opinion on the original series. Uh, all of the third season, terrible. Fight me. I don't care. It's all shit. I third do love. I do love the Gorn episode. Yes, everyone loves a slow punch. The Gorn, the you know that on Mythbusters they tested the bamboo cannon. I don't remember what the bamboo cannon is. When Kirk took that piece of large piece of alien bamboo and made a cannon and shot the Gorn. Boy, do I not remember that. Yeah, he he shoots the Gorn with a mate with a cannon he makes. Whatever. I watched the whole series. Okay, I watched the animated series. It was all t- it was half bad. I do love start uh, Swear Trek. That's maybe the best thing you've ever shown me on Twitter. Swear Trek is great. Yes. But whatever. Strange New Worlds. Uh, this is supposed to be a more episodic series versus a lot of what has happened with current Star Trek, which is all like arcs and whatnot. But this is going to be more like, you know, Monster of the Week. That's what I like. Give me some of that Star Trek. Meet some new people. Or show us when you met these new people. I'm all for it. I think it, it, it looks cool. It's like, James Kirk did all these first contacts. Well, watch Chris Pike one-up his ass. Way better hair than Shatner. Mm. He also has a big bushy beard in the beginning of this trailer. Well, he'll get rid of it. Yes. He was also... Starfleet, Starfleet Regulations. Black Bolt in the Inhumans, and no one wants to talk about that show. We've talked yeah. about it already this episode, and it sucks. Sucks, sucks, sucks. There's only one person in the entire Star Trek universe who can pull off... Well, actually, I'm going to say two that can pull off... Well, there's three. There's three quality beards in the Star Trek what, universe. What is going on here? Three quality beards in the Star Trek universe. Do you know who they are? So this is an opinion thing. So yes. Okay. So you, what, you're going to say Riker, Cisco, and that one episode Data had it for one season? No, Data's beard is horrible. It's an affect. Jordy had a beard for a That's little also, while. That's also, yeah, no. That was a good beard. I didn't, it, it's a decent beard. It was good and shapely. No. Okay, so you're not denying my Riker and Cisco call. Yeah, yes. Those are correct. Jordy's in the, Jordy's on, Jordy will be like top five. Who would have a top three beard outside of those? It's like two a guys. facial hair was the. So I mean, uh, the goatee that Spock had at the mirror dimension. No, that was no. I didn't. No, it wasn't no. Once they figured out Worf's goatee situation, it was pretty pretty stellar. Yeah, Worf had some questionable hairstyles. Once they got it down, that they got it down. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so like, is it Worf? Yes, it's later Worf. Okay, great. Later Worf. Wouldn't like they get rid of like the weird bob that he has for a haircut. Yes. Like once they go into like the braid. The braid is so much better than the bob. Yes, it is. It's a warrior's braid. Great. All right. So, yeah, whatever. Star Trek Brave New Worlds. I still think you should watch all of the Star Trek that's on CBS. You don't. I don't know why you do. Although I will I will say Q's goatee, talking on the top five door. So we're going to move on from there to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. Hey, you ready for some failures? Oh, I, yes. I have a big failure for you in sports reports, too, by the way. I have no idea what you're talking about. You'll find out. That's called a tease. 1998, Sega announces the final three games for the Sega Saturn. Oh, wow. Have you ever played a Sega Saturn? I Once. Really? Yeah. Really? I never played a Sega Saturn. I didn't know a single person that owned one. I knew that it existed in the world, but I never played a Sega Saturn. Yeah. I was, eh. There's a reason why it didn't go well. Oh, that was 98. I need to step back because I missed a thing. 1994, Sega announces the 32X for the Sega Genesis. Oh, I thought you were saying they were announcing the final three games for the Sega Saturn years ago. Did in you ever know anyone that had a Sega 32X? No. No, neither did I. 
This bit would have worked better if you didn't know someone with a Sega Saturn. Sorry. I was assuming you didn't. No, I did. But you, you fucking threw a wrench in there. I'm sorry. I knew people who had things. Yeah, the 32X. Uh, you plugged it into the top of your Sega Genesis. There was a whole different games library. Uh, no one bought it, and it failed basically immediately. Mm. 2009 this week. Oh, man, was it a big week in 2009. Go on. On the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, Resident Evil 5 came out. Ah, that was when they decided, hey, you know what would work better for Chris? Uh, if he was full of steroids and punch <laughs> things. Good for Chris. I, to be fair, I really love this game. It was a lot of fun to play. Like, as a single player, it was fun to play as a multiplayer online. It was, like, with your friends and shit. Like, Resident Evil 5 is awesome. It's not as good as Resident Evil 4, but, oh boy, Resident Evil 5 is a ton of fucking fun. Also, on the Wii in 2009, same week as Resident Evil 5, Mad World came out on the Wii. Okay. That was a black and white game where uh, you basically just had a chainsaw and cut through people and it was very bloody and it was Nintendo's response to like, oh, you think this is just for kids? You think we want to do kids games? Well, guess what? We're doing Mad World. Chainsaw motherfuckers head off. It wasn't that good of a game to be honest. No. I played it. It wasn't great. Um, Yeah. Chainsaws. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't a very good game. They're like, we have no more heroes. We have Mad World. Come on. We're not just for kids. We're for having kind of crappy violent games too yeah 2010 god of war 3 came out they said can you do a game better than god of war 2 you know what no no they couldn't okay well now everyone loves god of war 4 or god of war reboot you have a new family and you're just a bad dad yeah i guess well well i haven't played it let's see what the movie is based on that's coming up and then in 2014 dark souls 2 came out and everyone said "Eh, it's too hard like yeah you know you sign up for it Deal with it. Beat the game. Stop being weak. Have some mental toughness. Have some discipline. I you lack discipline. I wish I had more time for games. I, I I play games like for an hour, maybe once every two weeks. I wish I had the temperament to play like long story games. Like I'm playing the Super Mario Odyssey right now. Great time. Throw my hat at things. Nice. He has a fancy hat. Your hat is a ghost. See, I've always been more like sports games. Like I can like... Yeah, because those are digestible and whatnot. Um, I used to be big into racing games, like NASCAR games. Sports games, I never got into because for the same reason I never really got into fighting games is those are kind of based on you learn the rules and you just kind of like build on top of that. But if you kind of go into it cold, it's kind of impenetrable. Don't like that. Unless you kind of came up with it. Yeah, yeah, good point. Although I did do very well at Mortal Kombat versus DC. We've talked about this before. Yes, we have. All right. Not important. All right, so we're going to move on from there. From the final three games of the Saturn to the final four, it's time for Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's Sports Report. That was a good one, actually. I liked that one. That was really... I'm proud of you. I got to make my bracket tonight. Have you made yours yet? No, it's on my to-do list. Are you going to... Are you going to do the one where we're going to pay like five bucks? To Joe? I mean, hopefully not to Joe. Well, I, no, I but hope he's, to win. Yes. No, I'm doing that one. I listened to one podcast about March Madness, took some notes. I'm like, this will be how I grade myself. <laughs> uh, no, no. I have different strategies. I go with like quantities of teams I know. I always try and pick like two upsets, one on either side of the bracket. Well, I haven't had my list yet. No, I've got to. I've got to do some more research. That's what my school day tomorrow is. I mean, I'm teaching tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it tonight, but I mean, you know. Well, no, I wait for the I, first. I, I literally got my notes in my pocket. Well, I'm waiting for the first four games to be done because sometimes you do get upsets in those games. Oh, I know where I'm going. Rutgers, baby. 
Okay, so sometimes you get reasonable upsets in those games. How dare you? It's an even match, uh, according to things I've read. All right, well. I don't watch college basketball. I've watched like three games of college basketball the last year. They're both in like the last week. And yeah, half. I have no, I can't like sit here and I don't even know where to begin to tell you who I think might be in the final four. We can talk about that next week after we get Gonzaga to versus Arizona, I think. Might not be a bad matchup, actually. Gonzaga's been pretty tough recently in you, recent years. Oh, you just said you didn't watch the Well, no. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that the last few tournaments, Gonzaga's been a, and Arizona both. I believe, isn't Arizona the defending national champion? Look at these. Look at these notes. It's They're on, in my pocket. It's on a sticky note. It is on a sticky note. Oh, wow. Uh, look at you. I was doing things when other things were happening. Oh, okay. Do I need to slap that out of your hand, too? No, don't take my notes. I'm not going to take your notes. Anyway, so yeah, the brackets are out. NCAA tournament's back, baby. And with full stadiums. Be like regular March Madness again. Mm. So that'll be exciting. So you've got that. And guess who's back? Brady's back. Oh, your boyfriend. He made his announcement this week. Well, he's not a boyfriend. Although, like, I... So some interesting thoughts have come to surface like Brady was going to be content to be retired, then everything that's going, then the rumor was he was going to become part of the front office staff with the Dolphins. But now everything that's going down with them and investigations into potential tanking and tampering, he's like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sit around for a year, so I might as well play football. So that might be part of the reason he's coming back. But I mentioned you talk about a big loss. There's a gentleman. Oh, I got this story down. Okay. He paid $500,000 for more, Brady's. More, more, more. Was it like five hundred and twenty-five thousand? Less five fifteen. It was five. So, someone the day before Tom Brady announced mm-hmm. his unretirement. I mean, Christ, at least Jordan waited a year. Yeah, but the night before, literally at auction, someone won Tom Brady's final touchdown football for over for over five hundred thousand dollars for over half a million dollars for five hundred and nineteen thousand dollars. Guess what it's valued at today? Twenty. Fifty-one thousand. That is a massive loss on investment. I guarantee the guy just said, "I'm not buying it." And so like, there's going to be the, some. Well, no, the, the worst case scenario is the guy is just banned from bidding at that website. But if it saves him half a million dollars, I'm sure he's fine. He's just not going to pay it. That's all it's going to come down to. He's just not going to pay it. Well, I mean, also there has to be some sort of clause. There had to be some sort of ri- like literature in there. I guarantee you, all he's going to do is say, "Nope." And that's going to be the end of it. Yeah. I promise. And if I'm the seller, I can't really be upset about that either. Oh, you can be. Well, I guess I would be because I just lost half a million dollars. But I promise you, the guy is just going to say I'm not paying it. Yeah. And that, that is going to be the end of it. Pitchers and catchers and all kinds of baseball players have returned as the owners and players have come to an agreement. Major League Baseball is back, baby. I can't wait to not watch it. There you go. That's the sentiment of a lot of people. It's a time filler in the summer. It's a great excuse to go get drunk in the sun. Uh, there are some provisions for unvaccinated players playing in Canada and traveling over the border, so that could be could affect teams that go to play like the Blue Jays. I think they're the only Canadian team left. Although I think the Rays play a handful of games in Montreal, so you that could be. You used to love the baseball. I used to. I just don't know. Like once the curse was broken, I got over it. No, even after the curse was broken, I was still into it. I think it was because I was around it every day. It was part of my job to like watch it and report on it and like pay attention to it and be able to speak about it there is that there is something to be said to have like separation yes trying to say about like chefs like you know chefs don't want to cook when they get home porn stars don't want to porn when they get home and when you have to mildly talk about the red Sox, you don't want to do that when you get home well that and i just don't i don't i haven't really followed baseball in a while 
Because it's boring. I had a fantasy baseball team last year. I stopped paying attention to it. My team name, somebody changed it to bye week. <laughs> so, yeah, that's free agency started the Red Sox. I mean, the Patriots haven't really done much in the NFL free agency. Uh, they re-signed Matt Slater and Devin McCourty and James White. So going for some leadership roles. Oh, and they re-signed Brian Horner to a two-year deal. A lot of people think that's just so he can kind of stay on and be a mentor with the loss of Josh McDaniels for Mac Jones. Uh, Jarrett Stidham has been cleared for return, so we'll see how that plays out. Wait, what's up with Mac Jones? Nothing's wrong with Mac Jones. Just the way you said that, I was like, is he gone? No, no, Mac Jones is still there, but with Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator gone, who is really working close with Mac Jones, having Brian Hoyer there for two more years, Brian Hoyer has a really good understanding and kind of can be the leader in that quarterback room to help mentor and continue to coach Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, That's all I got for my part. Now around the NBA with Zach. Ah, uh, yeah. Everyone's back, baby. Brooke Lopez is back for the Milwaukee Bucks. Boo. Makes them better. Don't want that because Bucks are good anyway. Draymond Green is back for the Golden State Warriors. Boo. Don't want that. He makes them better. Philadelphia is a hilarious dumpster fire. Uh, the Nets were fined $50,000 for Kyrie Irving, a spectator, going into their locker room. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. He, not allowed to play there, but he could go and watch the game. And Oh, but don't you you go in that locker room? 50K, baby. That's Boom. Done. Chump change to him. It wasn't. No, the organization was fine, not him. Oh, I'm sure that they'll kangaroo court him. Hilarious. Celtics going on a West Coast road trip. Uh, that might be tough, especially with Draymond being back. Four game trip i hate 10 p.m games i'm not gonna stay awake for them i'll try and fail but golden state tomorrow or today if you're listening to this if you're not a patron and you probably are not well <laughs> that's not sound very promising for our patreons it's always sad when people leave the patreon especially if it's the one dollar one patreon does have an option of leaving an exit survey and i have been deeply grateful that every time someone leaves i'm like you left for a buck but they also don't leave an exit survey i'm like I at least appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to leave, I'm glad you didn't Irish exit could, survey me. Irish could buy the uh, Patreon. Oh, God. Can you just imagine? Like, that would be like legitimately. So, like, yeah, I felt comfortable paying you, but you know what? A dollar is too much for you, asshole. Have you seen what the price of gas is? <laughs> oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, Celtics lost over the weekend to the Dallas Mavericks. The one saving grace is because I think this happened the last three times. It was it was a one possession game, but at least it wasn't a buzzer beater to Luka Doncic because the last th- literally the last three times he's beaten them on a on a three point buzzer beater. So you know, small victory in that loss. Yeah, that you lost by one possession, but at least it wasn't to a Luka buzzer beater. Uh, also, over the weekend, it was the Kevin Garnett number five retirement, which became the Tom Brady unretirement night. Yeah, shut up, Tom Brady, get out of there. Uh, there. There was a lot of fun stuff. One thing I do want to clear up is there were a lot of people very confused. This happened during the game in one of the video tributes, like it like timeouts and whatnot is Kenny G played Kevin Garnett a song. It's like from one KG to another, like congratulations. I dig it. But every, everyone I saw is like very, very confused. Like why is Kenny G up there? And to that, I say, motherfucker, you didn't read Kevin Garnett's book. Did you? Nope. They didn't. Guess who did me. Okay. Kevin Garnett. Is he a big Kenny G fan? He is. He's a huge Kenny G fan, apparently. Oh, wow. There's literally an entire segment of his book dedicated to Kenny G, just talking about how much he loves Kenny G's music. Not a chapter, just a segment. 
uh, the whole thing was broken up into kind of like small digestible stuff because Garnett, uh, he announced this book that hadn't said before he has like um, dyslexia plus ADD plus ADHD. Okay. So he broke up into very small segments. Oh, so, okay. So there was a whole Kenny G segment. Oh, like Dan Brown chapters? Have you read a Dan Brown book? I read part of a Dan Brown book. Okay, great. Yeah, he loves Kenny G. So Kenny G played him a little clarinet on there and- it it's just, not clarinet. It's an it's a soprano saxophone. Whatever. No, there's a difference. But KG was loving it. So if you're asking why, he just he's just always loved Kenny G. Did they do Geno time? They did do Geno time. Did he love it? Probably. Well, they didn't do Geno time. Was supposed to be when like you're having a blowout win, so they just played it kind of at the end. Like, uh, remember this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jersey retirement was a lot of fun. Mike Gorman, play by play announcer, was up there. He he did a pretty good speech. Then Paul Pierce came up who was high as a kite. Mm. And he was like, I didn't prepare anything. Good for Kate. Good for the truth. <laughs> and it started really bad. He got, he got into a flow of it eventually, but it started real bad. Yeah, but... He's like, Kevin, you're a good player. You brought a lot of energy. <laughs> Paul Pierce can do no wrong in the city of Boston. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Paul. Slightly prepare something. This is why ESPN fu- fired you. It wasn't for the um, strippers. He was prepared for that. Oh, yes, he was. But uh, Pierce got to do it eventually, and literally Kevin Garnett, got, uh, he was doing an interview with Scal, and literally the first thing he said, like, there was no time delay on this. He was, it's, you know, this sounds hypocritical of me, but he was cursing in less than 12 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Notorious. Like, from microphone in his hand to being able to speak. Notoriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, Kevin curses way more than I do, which is impressive. That is quite incredible. <laughs> but literally, like, his first sentence out of his mouth, he was like, it's like, I knew you fucked with me, boss, but I knew you fucked with me this much. Wow. Like, huge, like, cheers and everyone, like, just great. And then he calls out Ray Allen. Um, I guess Scal had some Ray Allen stuff, like, kind of built into, like, his questioning, but, like, Kevin just, like, dove straight into it, just saying how good it was to see Ray Allen, and, like, the beef is squashed. Like, Ray came out, they hugged, and it was really sweet, and then uh, Paul comes running out. He's like, bear hug! The big for, three. For, for everyone. The Boston three party. It was cool. It was really cool to see. Um, also, there was a video. Oh, he was also in person. Isaiah Thomas was there, the older one, not the younger one. Yeah. But he was, uh, they had a video tribute to like people who couldn't be there, even though Isaiah was there and also in the video. But like Doc is in there, Rondo's in there, like a bunch of other people. But every time Isaiah comes up, like the crowd just booed him insanely. And then Mike Gorman gets back on the mic. He's like, I love that you guys booed Isaiah. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. But it was just, um, you know, the the loss was kind of, they didn't play that great. So it was kind of like a sour taste of a game. It was just a game where they were like kind of just a hair slow and it didn't quite work. Yeah. And Jalen, um, he had some of like the best dunks of his career, just like dunking on people, including one where like uh, Garnett was sitting courtside underneath the basket and like they just like slap hands. And, you know, I'm no lip reader, but Kevin Garnett just goes, that's what's up, my friend. <laughs> I'll, yeah. Uh, also, he did not say my friend. No. <laughs> but it's like, oh, yeah, there he is. That was one of my favorite things when I was board hopping Celtics games when I was working in radio is the audio that would get through. Like he, he would like block somebody. He'd just like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> and then you would just, it would get through. And then Cornbread would be like, well, you told them what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Garnett expressing his displeasure. Grandy would Grandy was funny with it too. And Kevin Garnett tells exactly what happened there. You don't need us to 
break this down, do you, Cornbread? And I said, go, quack, quack, quack. But it was a really cool thing. Um, and when he's raising up the banner, like, he's doing it with his two kids. Yeah. And, like, there's literally, like, a tear rolling. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was awesome. It was is really Is this cool number retired in Minnesota as well? It is not. Interesting. Even though he played, you know, six years in Boston and 12 in Minnesota. Well, he was 21 in Minnesota, so. No, he his 12, number, 12 years. No, but his number was 21, I think. I don't remember. Uh, let's see. If I'm right, you have to cut your hair into a mullet. No. It's also practically a mullet. This is also true. I got to text an old friend of mine. Cut my hair. Uh, images. Timberwolves, yep. Number 21. 21. You just you didn't need to show me the photo. I would have believed you. Oh, well. There we go. So I can just start saying things and you're going to believe me? You've now lost that privilege. Damn. <laughs> but it was really cool. It was a really cool uh, Jersey retirement. They always and, are. And then... Tom Brady in the middle of it. He's like, I'm on retirement. Like, shut the fuck up, Tom. Yeah, by the way, guess who's back? I can't wait for him to come back uh, without doing a lot of training over the summer and being worse. No, he's apparently people say he's in really good shape right now. It's that pliability, baby. All right, that's what I had. All right. All right, we're going to move on from there. Oh, we missed a segment. Yeah. We're going to do streaming. Scream. We're screaming at streaming. That's the one. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Picard, season two, episode two. Full spoilers. We're going to dive into it. Picard uh, says bullshit. Q slaps him. Oh, slaps the shit out of him. Big old backhand. Draws blood. It does. Mm. What the hell is this, Q? Why am I in an alternate timeline where, where I have android slaves and I keep the skulls of my enemy, including Spock's dad? Yeah, who in, he apparently beheads him on the steps of the Vulcan capital in front of Spock. Yeah, and just keeps the skull. He kills Martok, Galducott. Like, yeah, I was like, oh boy, we're getting, we're going all over the Star Trek world in yeah. this one, baby. I mean, that was impressive that he's keeping the skulls of his. Why do they have to go so far back in time? That's the question. I think because it was cheaper for production. All right, there we go. It's cheaper to film in modern times than making up space shit. It's also a good point. Yeah, it kind of made me question that, though. It's like, is it just like a story? Why did something in 2024 affect Picard, who hadn't even been born yet? Yeah, is it a case of we're kind of doing a callback to like voyage home or is it just cheaper? But that also doesn't make sense because they're making like half a dozen other Star Trek shows and they all look fucking pricey. Yeah. So again, so I, I don't know fully why we're doing this. My guess is budget, but, but remember all the times that Picard met Guinan for the first time. Oh, it's mock Twain mm, times zero. Oh, you want to just talk about episode titles? Yesterday's enterprise. Yeah. And this show is like, this is first contact of yesterday's Enterprise. Like, shut up, Q. I loved it. Oh, I hated it. It's like, mm, I know those things. Yeah. Oh, you're Captain America? I understood that reference. <laughs> oh, yes. Also, the looking for Ricard, yeah, I just look for the nearest explosion. It's a good line by Q. It's a great quip. I love John Delancey being back. Like, just the two of them just oh, yeah. add it together again. Just But Picard keeps insinuating something's not right with Q, that he's ill. Well, I mean, he had... I was watching some Voyager recently. Yes. He's having babies over there, just going nuts. Mm, good for Q. It was. They had um they finger banged. They literally touched fingers and that was it. And then you know there what was I, a baby. You know what I'd love to have in this? Cisco. Like we have to They mentioned him. Yes, I know. 
Give me some Cisco. You're like, what the fuck happened at the end of Deep Space Nine? He's like, I don't know. It's very confusing. Well, it's a different timeline, so I know, but still, but yeah, they did name drop Cisco. I'm like, bring him, bring him. I want to see him. Yeah, give me Cisco. Avery Brooks is ready to kick some ass. Clearly, he's gonna, well, he's going to play some baseball, play some piano, and boom. Well, his talk wife, your ass down. His wife probably isn't dead in this universe because Wolf Three Five Nine never happens. Yes, there you go. His wife is probably alive. Yeah, so I think for one, he's enjoying the new timeline. We get President Seven of Nine. Yes, with his with her weird gimp husband. <laughs> he's so squirrely. Yes, didn't like him. The uh, Inquisitor was his name. The Inquisitor? No, the something I can't remember. What are we talking about? Her husband's name. Oh, I don't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, exactly. Guy with a beard. The magistrate, I think. But then we also get like the idea. We're getting some hints that you know other people might know about this time difference as well, because we get the Borg Queen. She's like, Lacutus, seven of nine. He's like, I know you people. This is not right. I'm going to tell you when things changed. I also guarantee and stand by that we're getting two different Borg Queens in this. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Also, is this the same Borg Queen for a First Contact, or is this a different Borg Queen? Different actress. I think. Well, I know it's a different actress. But, but it's a, it is the same Borg Queen. Do you think it is? I thought it was a different Borg Queen. I don't know how many Borg Queens there are. I feel like it's a different Borg Queen. Okay. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's a different one. No, no, as we'll say. Yeah, whatever. It's cool. I like it. I want to watch more of this stuff. Yeah. I want to see just John Delancey pop in and be like, I have something smarky to say, Picard. And, and Phew, I can't deal with your smarkiness, but I have something smarky to say. And then this smarky snap. Yeah. I have a goatee now. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. I love it. It's still awesome. The trial never ends. So I'm told many times. Oh my God. I've been told the trial never ends so many times. Mm, from the beginning to the end to now. I don't wear a silly hat anymore. No, he doesn't wear a silly hat yet. That was a, the silliest hat. The, the whole first season, they're like trying to like work their way out of like some of the campier shit. Like all the women wear mini dresses. Why? Because they were still legs, baby legs. We love the legs. Tying back to the original series a little bit. Because um, they, there even some of the men were wearing short skirt dresses. I forgot that weird sex planet they went to like in the first season where like the men had like X like lace on that was like in the shape of an X. Is that the one where Wesley gets in trouble for breaking the oh, yeah, window? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna the kill him for breaking a window. They're like we just love orgies. Oh, you broke a window to death with you. And Worf's like, nice planet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the one. Uh, Star Trek's a weird show. It wasn't. Yeah. All right, that's it for that review. We're going to move on to our second review. Hey, this week I was trying to decide, what's our main topic going to be? Are we going to do that time that Superman was... Hello um, there. Oh, what's, the very, what's the very offensive term that he was? Where he was some kind of... Um, oh, it was a witch doctor. Or were we going to do that issue where Superman was a witch doctor? And, witch doctor is offensive. Oh, it is in this. Oh. <laughs> uh, if Superman was going to be a witch doctor and marry Jimmy Olsen to an ape? That sounds not appropriate. Or where we're going to do something that tied into more modern things and do uh, some Obi-Wan stuff. Sounds I, like we're doing Obi-Wan. We did. Uh, that that Mary and Jimmy Nelson to a name. That might, that might come up, though. Oh, I'm God. not rejecting that one fully. All right. Well, you probably should. I haven't read it. It just looks weird. All right. Well, maybe read it and then tell me <laughs> if it's appropriate or not. It's not. So we're going to move on from there to Star Wars number seven. It's Jared's Reading Corner. So back in 2015, yes, you might be aware there was a uh, acquisition sale of Disney purchasing Star Wars for four billion dollars from one George Lucas. Yeah, he made it okay in that deal. Yeah, overall, I mean, he he got his four billion, but the whole thing was kind of 
gone by trying to keep all of his uh, staff employed at Lucasfilm. So, I mean, it was like one altruistic, but also two, we got $4 billion. So yeah, win-win for everyone. And also Marvel has made a lot more than $4 billion at this point off of Star Wars. So win, 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 win. Oh, yeah. Everybody wins. But also what that meant is that Marvel was going to start doing Star Wars comics again since the 80s when their initial run ended. And uh, one of the things coming off this, it, it's been, I mean, we're not like fully into it at this point. Basically, the first run, there was some stuff that went back to the prequels, but it was mostly stuff that happened between episode four and five and stuff that was happening between episodes five and six. And we really haven't seen beyond that. There's been some stuff that goes beyond some stuff that goes before, but that's kind of what like our main series is focusing on. And for this first Star Wars series in 2015, uh, this was written by Jason Aaron with art by Simone Bianchi. Luke Skywalker finds Obi-Wan Kenobi's diary. Yes. And he starts reading it. And we get what is, there's been a few of these. This is something they go back to every so often. But uh, this first one is probably the coolest one, probably the closest to what we're going to see involved within the, the series. And this also is fully canon. Good. Great, glad you enjoyed it. Well, no, I didn't realize it was fully canon. Yes. No, it was a it was a neat little like vignette of his diary where he's, you know, on Tatooine and he's trying to figure out like what his role in life is going to be and he's watching these job of the hut gangsters steal water from the moisture farmers during a drought on Tatooine. Like how does a desert planet have a drought? Pretty bad, I guess. Uh something I thought I'll be curious to see where this one falls in terms of the show i guess this would have to come before the show because he mentions that he hasn't touched a lightsaber in years yeah i mean by the end of it he's kind of playing with a little bit swinging it around he's like oh, that's feeling good to yeah, touch it. i remember that i like to touch it a little bit talking about the milk pods that was cool are, are we there in my notes yet no probably not whatever but um obi-wan kenobi is just sitting back and he's basically complaining to no one he's like i don't know how to he's like, i'm bored fade away i am bored as hell like I, I was a soldier i was a general i was part of the jedi high command and i don't know how to fade away into nothingness into the background but i'm here to watch this boy i'm, I'm all about my boy watching i don't know if i would phrase it that way oh, but he's, he's watching that boy he is. He's like, hey, but also like, I like to watch that boy. From how far. he like doesn't to get closer to that boy. How he has to sacrifice his wants. Parental figures won't let me get closer to that boy. He's talking about you know how hard it was to be a Jedi, but it's harder to not be a Jedi. Yeah, and how he needs to give those things up in order to fulfill his mission to, to protect watch Luke. that boy. Yeah, so like he has to stand by and watch people get hurt and harmed and bullied and he's like man the jedi in me wants to go in there and kick some gangster ass so obi-wan just trying to figure out his place in the universe after he kind of thought he knew his place in the universe and also that he felt like he'd worked to achieve peace and he kills general grievous and it's like sweet we're gonna have peace and then all of a sudden he didn't even get to enjoy it for five minutes and he's getting shot by his own clone troopers and has to scramble and run across the galaxy one thing about culture like like whiplash in your life you're like, I just killed General Grievous. The war is over. Oh, no, I'm being targeted. Now I have to go kill my best friend. Whoops. Yeah, life comes at you fast in the galaxy far, far away there, Obi-Wan. But Jabba the Hutt has gangsters going out collecting moisture from the moisture farmers. So he can bathe? Or does he? Obi-Wan doesn't think so because he's been around it before. Yeah, he's like, he smells like shit. He doesn't bathe. I'm trying to remember when he was around it. We don't know that story. Oh. Hmm, maybe we'll find it out. Hmm. Maybe. We don't know. He Jedi mind tricks these guys. That was kind of cool. Something that I thought uh, was 
because I kind of made fun of it in like the book of Boba Fett. I'm like, where the hell that come from? I was just like having these like little moisture pods underneath the sand. Oh yeah, it came yeah, from they're the, in yeah, here. Yeah, they called them. Uh, they were a different kind of color in context, but you could totally buy it. And Obi Wan tries to sell these things like a bantha. Yes, he does say that. I noticed that. I was waiting for it. He finds these black melons. That's like, no, they have milk in them. Like you could totally drink this shit. He's yeah, like, that, it, it that's tastes, a book of Boba Fett. He's like, it tastes horrible. Is that where the blue milk comes from? I don't know, but they got black melons. Like a bantha. Yes, like a bantha. Stop pantomiming. Might be my favorite meme that came out of that show. Out of Mandalorian season two and a half. But all the gangsters come into town and they're about to like shoot people for the moisture. And Obi-Wan's like, whoops, your guns are forced. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to force lift your speeder and drop it on you. Well, I mean, that's later on, but like he force jams all their guns. He's like, ha ha. And he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. I've exposed myself. I'm never going into town again. And then Luke Skywalker, like they're going to steal moisture from like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. He's like, hey, cut it out. They're like, oh, we're going to take you, boy. And then Obi-Wan comes in. No lightsaber, just forces them to death. Well, no, like Luke went missing. Like he went out. He went out in the middle of the night. He did, but just to find these guys. But I like how he did like force. He you know, force influenced them. He's like, do you guys want to get home before the sand? You have enough water. I'm a silly old man. <laughs> like, we had enough water. We're going home before the sand. That was early. Leave us alone, you. That was right at the same time that he forced, like, the Owen and Baru showing up. Well, this, no, he's, like, throwing, like, he's blowing up a droid. He's chugging oh, yeah. shit. He's, like, lifting their guns in the air with the force in the middle of the desert night. Luke gets knocked out. He's like, whatever. I saved the kid. Yeah. And then he goes back to his tent. He's like, maybe I will go confront Shadow. Maybe I will go back in town. I haven't touched a lightsaber in years, but I'm willing to stroke it now, baby. We're well, going to turn that shit on. It mm, wasn't really so a tent. Good. It's a little uh, uh, you know, adobe clay hut. Whatever. Obi-Wan's back. Yes, he is. And now he's double back. But whatever. This is this is a one-off. I love uh, single-story comics. I think if they're done right, I feel like it's a overall kind of lost art form. And when you see it done and you see it done well, you're like, oh, my God, yeah. Especially they give you like little bits and pieces to make you think about like what's happening during this time that we don't have any definitive story on. So no, I'm all about it. I thought it was entertaining. I love me some Obi Wan. Yeah, and they do this a couple of times, but I think this first outing is probably the strongest. It's good. I love yeah. you know the idea of like we're gonna occasionally pop into this man- old man's journal. It really works, and also I think this is gonna be the one that's gonna tie closest to the show coming up. If I had to guess, I think so too. And it I feels have to guess because there are a couple of things that, like in the trailer, shot for shot, like Luke sitting on the side of Owen and Brew Lars's house was one that, like, I was like, oh, I saw that in the trailer recently. Yeah, so little, little boy Luke, I like it. In the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy. I don't like that. That's it's depressing. Like a bantha. All right, gonna move from there to letters to the editors. A lot of questions. Number one damn few answers here's another one of your letters to the editors make it so if you could teach a comic book class what would it focus on hmm i think that it would focus on like storytelling i think it it all starts with the story i think it's a good writing class so i would probably if it were me if i were teaching a comic book class i would look at you know story structure character arc Long-term storytelling. Okay, no, you can keep going. Yeah, so I don't know if I have the tools or the capacity to teach that, but I think that would be a good, like, you know, character development and creativity and, you know, 
honoring the reality of what's going on in your world. I think if I were to do anything, it would be to focus on collaboration. Because so often it's like, oh, let's just go like classic examples. Like, this is Stan Lee's thing. Like, well, no, it's like really like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby collaborating and meshing in different ways. And I would also want to focus a lot on because you know things ebb and flow of who is the who is the bigger voice is it the artist is it the writer depending on your period of time like the 90s is all about like it's all about the artist baby we're like ah we're going nuts on this but modern stuff is more about like the writer and i would think i would want to focus on like the balance of that like it's not just a one-sided thing it's very much a two-sided thing or even like a three-sided thing with letterer not letterers uh, I don't care about them. Uh, just kidding. You're important. Um, You're a tracer. Inkers. Ink- but just seeing like what the collaboration comes together. Because something that's a little bit clearer with comics and other art forms like movie, like TV, whatever the fuck, like those have so many people involved. I think it's hard to disseminate necessarily what people are doing for involvement and what's coming out. But comics is such a small creative team. I feel like it's easier to dissect what person X, Y, and Z did. Mm. So I think if I were to focus on any kind of like comic book education, it would be on collaboration and maybe to even push against like the, the modern narrative of like the writer and maybe focus more on the artist artists because uh anchors are involved in colorists and also letterers even though i just said i don't care about them and to be, so similar to be fair i care about them the least similar to a movie with like the actual like you have your director but you have your cinematographer your grips your well i mean artist is so fully artist so much of that is just in one department of like artist is director and they're, they're all that other stuff so i think i would focus on the collaborative effort mm. teamwork i would be my approach if i were to do it it's a better answer than I had. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone takes their own take. True. All right. That's the show. Awesome. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors no comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. A thousand dollars, Zach will wear a mullet. I'm practically doing it right now, so. Yes. But no, he'll like really go business in the front party in the back with it. Gotta get my hair cut before I go to Hawaii. Well, I mean, this would get most of it cut if we got you into the mullet. <laughs> yeah, I just have to get the back at that point. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you like fall in love with it and you're like, maybe I want to keep my hair this way. It's fun to grow my hair out, but, you know. I can't remember the last time I really grew my hair out for any length. I haven't had it this long in over 10 years. Yeah. No, you you do kind of look like a hobo. It's insane. My hair is insane right now. It's it's curly and everywhere. It's like, But it's also thinny in places. It is not. I'll take a picture of the top of your head again. It's like if Einstein's hair had a boner but was thicker and luscious. All right, so uh, for those of you who are considering Patreon, please consider it again after he said that. Dollar Month, day show is recorded, plus you get access to stuff behind the paywall. And you can find us on the social medias. Email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And you can find Zach on Twitter at editorsnotecomics. And you're there, too. At Junior Rich, where you can follow my Wordle scores. Is that what you're doing? I don't check Twitter that often. Uh, yeah, I do Wordle. I got it in three today. I moved... Um, I did this a couple of weeks ago. Facebook is like deep into the phone now. Like it's not uh-huh. even close to the front page. Yeah. Yesterday was the six year anniversary of my first nose surgery. Oh boy. Facebook reminded me I'm of that. 17. You were not 17 six years ago. No, 17 surgeries. It was only two. There were more. Whatever. We're going to be back next week. Will Jimmy Olsen marry a gorilla? Oh maybe no. It's are we going to really do that? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Thank God. We'll see. All right. We'll be back. Later. Skater. <laughs>